Welcome to AZPM News Daily, a recap of all the day's news from Arizona Public Media. I'm Steve Jess. Some of the stories we're looking at today, state lawmakers continue to wrangle over election changes. Tribes and conservationists try to halt a new interstate power line and a peek into the thrills of life in the laboratory. The twists and turns and the potential to discover something completely new from what you expected is a big part of why scientists love what they do. Topping our news today, the Arizona House of Representatives passed a bill that would do away with voting centers and require precinct voting access across the state. If enacted, it would tie areas of a 1,000 voters to a certain voting location instead of letting voters cast a ballot at any voting center in their county. Currently, 12 counties in Arizona use voting centers, including Pima and Maricopa. Democrats in opposition say densely populated areas would struggle to find the number of poll workers the bill would require. Supporters in the Republican-controlled House say precinct voting rather than voting centers makes it easier to vote because then polling locations would be in voters' own neighborhoods. With passage in the House, the bill now moves to the state Senate. Democratic lawmakers say Republicans are not acting in good faith to address warnings of missed deadlines in the upcoming election. A 2022 law is widely expected to trigger more automatic recounts of close races, which could cause election officials to miss key deadlines like mailing ballots to overseas military members and certifying the state's presidential vote. Republicans are pushing a bill to address that problem, but it includes elements Democrats say are unrelated or unnecessary, like alterations to the time voters are allowed to cure their early ballots and language codifying strict signature verification requirements in state law. A new bipartisan Senate border package would set aside $1.4 billion for short-term migrant services provided by organizations like Casa Elitis in Tucson, which will run out of money by the end of April without more funding. Danielle Kamara has this report. Pima County served nearly 242,000 migrants last year, which is nearly double the previous four years combined. County spokesperson Mark Evans says county leaders have been calling for additional funding. That continues to fund the local governments and the other organizations that are part of the coalition that are preventing unsheltered releases in our communities. It is not clear if the bill will pass since many in Congress have come out against it, including Representatives Raul Grijalva and Juan Siscamani. I'm Danielle Kamara, AZPM News. Several groups, including the Toona Autumn Nation and the San Carlos Apache Tribe, have filed a complaint with the Arizona Corporation Commission claiming the Sun Zia Transmission Project has unlawfully begun construction of its transmission lines. Katya Mendoza reports. The complaint claims Sunzia has not conducted a cultural landscape study and submitted an incomplete historic properties treatment plan to the commission. The complainants claim that Sunzia has violated conditions of the Certificate of Environmental Compatibility, which calls for a complete cultural resource survey and landscape study prior to construction. The complainants request that the commission order Sunzia to cease construction until conditions of the CEC are complied with and advise Sunzia that failing to do so will result in suspension of the certificate. Sunzia plans a 500-mile transmission line from central New Mexico to south-central Arizona. 
I'm Katia Mendoza, AZPM News. This year's University of Arizona College of Science lecture series begins this week, and it promises to be full of surprises. The four presentations will focus on how science takes researchers in unexpected directions. Tony Perkins spoke with College of Science Dean Carmela Garcion on what audiences can expect to see and hear. The theme is about the uh, the different surprise twists that have transformed science, and a lot of times in science we talk about the unexpected. How important and how fascinating is the unexpected when it happens in science? I think a lot of people don't understand how thrilling it is to do science, and the twists and turns and the potential to discover something completely new from what you expected is a big part of why scientists love what they do. And so we're hoping to share that infectious component of science with our audience and get them involved in feeling the thrill of what it's like to be a scientist and make one of these unexpected discoveries. Science has become something that a lot of people depend on and expect it to be the same every time. And when it comes to research, it's a work in progress sometimes. Uh, Tell me about that. That's exactly right. I think people uh, look at the scientific process and think that it might be kind of rote and repetitive. And if you do what you're supposed to, you get results that you hypothesize will be true. That couldn't be uh, further from the truth. Often we discover that our hypotheses don't hold up. And it's that unexpected result that really gets us thinking beyond what we currently know and adapting what we uh, find and establish as the understanding in a discipline. Um, And so science is constantly changing. based on the new studies, the new results, the unexpected, and where that leads us in further studies. Now let's switch a little bit to the uh, different presenters. Tell me a little bit about how the the presenters are chosen. So we uh, try to choose presenters that are able to tell a story that is aligned with a theme. And this year we wanted to get some really exciting stories focused on big surprises in a discipline. But we also look for presenters who are very enthusiastic about presenting uh, to a a public audience and bringing the science to a conversation that is very understandable and engaging for the audience. And so you could think of these presenters as excellent teachers, excellent communicators who know how to hook an audience and uh, keep them connected with what's being shared. What do you hope that people come away with after listening to a lecture at the series? My hope is that people will feel the thrill and the fun of doing science. We want these lectures to be not just accurate and informative, but entertaining. And we as scientists love what we do, and we'd be glad to have the audience feel our passion for the work that we do and how uh, thrilling uh, and exciting it is to pursue science. This year we have a a lecture that falls on Valentine's Day, and so we've put a bit of a Valentine's theme around the title, uh, which begins with put a ring on it, and we'd love to have people choose to share their love of science both with us and a partner that they may bring. And so think of making a date out of this lecture series and joining us for a very special uh, love fest around the sciences. That was College of Science Dean Carmela Garzion speaking with AZPM's Tony Perkins. 
The UA College of Science Lecture Series will be held every Wednesday evening this month at 7 p.m. at Centennial Hall, and it's free of charge. Each talk will be live-streamed as well and posted on the College of Science YouTube channel. You can find a link to the program on our website. And now you're caught up on the stories we've covered today at Arizona Public Media. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to AZPM News Daily wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steve Jess, and we'll be back tomorrow.